I'm Sally Garozzo and welcome to the Menopause Mindset Podcast. This is the place to be to get some answers and to feel supported along this very bumpy journey. It's my mission to help perimenopausal women go from feeling anxious, alone and confused to feeling positive, informed and connected. So even though you might be at your wit's end right now, your menopause has the power to be so transformative that it can actually turn out to be one of the best times in your life. But did you know that menopause education is not just for the over 50s? The sooner we learn about it, the better. So please share this podcast with your 35 plus year old friends. I'm Sally Garozzo and I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, a singing teacher and a perimenopause coach and I cannot wait for you to get stuck into this episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey and let's get started. Hi ladies and welcome to episode three. So as I'm recording this right now, it's Sunday the 5th of April, even though this is going out on the 24th of April and it's that gorgeous warm Sunday that we had two weeks into lockdown. So it's beautiful. I've been out already. I went out early doors this morning, went on Hove lawns and did some strength training using body weight resistance, my own body weight, and had a really, really good uplifting session. And I came back and I've been batching my content. <laughs> so for those of you that have got their own businesses, maybe you're a solopreneur, you will hopefully know what that means. When you batch your content, it makes you super, super productive. So that's what I've been doing all of today. So the title of today's episode is, isn't there just a pill I can take? And I think it's really important to understand that most of us want to take the path of least resistance. Most of us, you know, if we could, we'd rather lay down than sit down. We'd rather sit down than stand up. We always like easy things. And the mind is programmed to prefer what is easier. And isn't it so much easier to take two ibuprofen for your headache rather than go for a walk, drink some water, maybe take a warm shower, maybe have a massage, maybe do some deep breathing or some visualization. You know, we are programmed to want to just take a pill so that we can make all of our symptoms go away. And of course, in some cases, HRT is very, very useful. If somebody's symptoms are really, really bad and it's having a massive effect on the quality of their life, then it might be worth having some HRT to get your symptoms in check while you make those lifestyle interventions and those mindset shifts that you need to really get yourself, get your body in a much better state. So I'm not saying don't take HRT, but I think we just need to question whether HRT is the right thing for us to do right now, or are there some lifestyle shifts that we can incorporate right now, straight away, that are going to make things much better for us in the long term with consistent application. So I'd like today to talk about the three pillars of menopause. And these are pillars that I've come up with myself. These are my interpretations based on my own experience. And I think, you know, if each of these pillars are not upholded, then we can have a pretty tricky time with our menopause. So these pillars do go in a specific order. The first one being the most important, the second one being the second most important, and the third one being the third most important. Without the first one, you really can't have a successful second one or third one. 
Now, of course, you might disagree with me on these and that's absolutely fine. And I would invite you to write to me and let me know why. Comment on it because hopefully we can elevate ourselves by having a discussion around these things. So what are these pillars then? Well, the first one is health and well-being. The second one is having a safe and passionate intimate relationship or marriage. And the third is your business or your finances or your entrepreneurial life. And what supports the success of all these pillars is having the right mindset. Mindset is absolutely everything. It underpins everything. Our perspective can be negative or it can be positive. And so having a positive or a growth mindset around all of these things will enable you to really mature will really enable you to let go of that past programming that's holding you back maybe from childhood trauma or from some experiences that you had in childhood. Having a mature adult, grown up, independent mindset will enable you to get uncomfortable, to do something different, to face fears. Because for me, menopause was actually about growing up, growing into my own skin. It was about healing a lot of the wounds from the past. It was about living my own life on my own terms, becoming financially independent from my parents and not being bound by that old energy. It was a it was a growth process. And Christi, Christiana Northrup says that the perimenopause are like the labour pains that we have to go through to give birth to our new selves. And I think that is so true and so beautifully put. So when we can't achieve what we want in our lives, whether it be in our health, our relationships, our business, it's usually because we're acting out. We're spitting our dummy out. We are acting from past pain, from fear, from from what society says. And when we do this, it's like we are... We're, we're acting as children trying to get our needs met. Maybe we're sulking. Maybe we're trying to get attention through sulking. Maybe we are procrastinating because it's safer to shy away. Maybe we're staying small. Maybe we're sabotaging. So when we do these kinds of things, we basically have the wrong words and the wrong pictures going around and around in our head from those things that I spoke about before from childhood programming, from past experiences, from past wounds, past pain, something that we've experienced or witnessed that has shut us down, closed us down. And that is why menopause is so powerful because it's make or break time. It's an opportunity to ditch all of that stuff and to live life on our own terms. And you might have heard that before and you might think it's a cliche But it's a good one because that's what menopause offers us, this opportunity to live life on our own terms, to drop the story, drop the old narrative that's been going around and around and around for years. And that's why you've not got anywhere. That's why you're stuck. You're paralyzed. You're in the state that you are in, whether it be in your health, your finances or your relationships. Paralysis is when we are conflicted, when we're living from a place of powerlessness, helplessness, or when we think we're powerless and helpless, and we're not laser beam focused. 
So it's really important to generate the right words and the right pictures in our head using the power of our minds so that we can absolutely reduce conflict, get laser beam focused and move ourselves. You know, it's like getting out of the treacle, getting out of that rut, getting out of being stuck in the mud. We've got to de-stick ourselves. Um, So the good news is we have 10 years or so during perimenopause to make this transition, to get used to it, to rework ourselves, to re-adultify ourselves. There's a new word for you to bring it home, to knit it into our consciousness so that it becomes an absolutely integral part of us. These new habits, these new behaviours, these new thinking processes that are going to be consistent in our lives and that are going to help us so much sail through menopause. And I always like to emphasise how important it is to start right now. It doesn't matter how old you are, just start now. If you're listening to this and you're postmenopausal or you think you're probably in that final year where you're not going to have any more periods, just start these lifestyle interventions right now. The sooner you start, the better, but it honestly doesn't matter when you start. So let's talk about pillar number one, health, health and well-being. So without your health and well-being, the process of living becomes so much harder. When we're uncomfortable, when we're tired, when we're irritable, when we're achy, when we've got tummy ache, tummy upset, or just if there's something wrong with us, when we've got no energy, we can't really live life. We can't maximise on life. We certainly can't enjoy life. We've got no energy to put into our relationships and we don't have any energy to put into our business projects either. And the trouble is, the more worn down we get with our health, the more we reach for things to self-soothe and self-medicate. So when we're tired and when we're stressed, that's when we tend to reach for the sugar, the cake, the crisps, the wine to self-soothe. And I get it. You know, those things offer such great temporary relief, don't they? Literally, instantly, your all of your problems just melt away when you are sinking your teeth into a chocolate fudge cake. But the truth is, they actually cause more problems than they take away in the long term. So this is where we need to address the delayed gratification rather than the instant gratification. We really need to learn to deal with those difficult emotions so that we have better coping skills, so that we can withstand them, so that we can let them pass through us rather than reaching for something that's going to make us feel worse in the long run. Because you've got all of that guilt afterwards, you've got all of that lethargy, you've got all of that feeling a bit groggy. And I don't know about you, but if ever I do eat sugar, the first thing that is affected is my mental state. If I eat a biscuit or two biscuits, yes, I feel guilty, but I mainly feel irritable. And so it's just not worth it. I would rather have a date if I need to satiate my, not not a a date with a guy, but one of those dates off a tree. They're quite nice just to satiate um, your sweet tooth, especially if you have it 
with a couple of almonds or some Brazil nuts. If you are going to have something sweet, it's best to have it with some source of protein as well to stop the sugar rushing into your blood. But, you know, this isn't about binging. This isn't about using sugar as a means of suppressing your emotions. And what we find is that when we do start to cut sugar out of our lives, the emotions start coming up because they're not being suppressed anymore. And so what happens is we think, oh, my God, this just feels so bad. I feel awful. I feel terrible. I really need sugar now more than ever. And then we give in. So we really, really need to learn how to withstand difficult and challenging emotions and have different strategies to help us deal with those difficult emotions. So menopause is bad enough. I mean, generally our stress levels are rising during perimenopause and menopause. So we don't wanna make it worse by making our bodies more stressed with fluctuating blood sugar as well. It can very, very quickly spiral, get worse and worse and get out of control. So we really need to look at breaking the cycle of inactivity, emotional suppression and reaching for junk food. How do we do that? Well, we have to raise our standards. We have to raise our standards for ourselves and learn to expect expect better feelings and not just living with it. You know, headaches, IBS, muscle cramps, fatigue, brain fog. It's not health. So this is about not settling for what I call vertical illness. It's about recognizing that these things are not normal. Yes, they might be part of the menopause. Yes, they might be being made worse because of the menopause, but you don't have to live with those symptoms. There is another way, there is a better way. So there are four areas that we need to address. We need to look at nutrition. We need to look at sleep. We need to look at movement. And we need to look at stress reduction techniques. So these are the four main areas that we need to really address at menopause. And if we don't get good quality nutrition, sleep, movement and stress reduction, we are definitely going to come up against some problems. So we need to look at nutrition, particularly what we're eating. We need to look at when we are eating. So we need to look at are you eating you know, are you grazing through the day? And if you are working from home, it's so easy to do. Trust me, because the fridge is just next door and there's nobody to embarrass you. There's, there's no one that's going to trigger you into feeling shame around eating. You just get up and you do it. It's very, very easy. So what we need to be doing is looking at having a gap in between meals in order to stabilize blood sugar. And we need to look at what we are eating in those meals? Are we eating a piece of protein with each meal? Are we having lots of plants? Are we having some well-selected grains for carbohydrate? Or, you know, are you eating loads of sweet potato fries? Are you eating chips? Are you eating lots of bread? If you are eating bread, I'm not saying don't eat bread, but if you are eating bread, maybe opting for a sourdough. Are you eating rice? If you are eating rice, opting for short grain brown rice rather than the white stuff, which can really skyrocket your blood sugar. I mean, it really depends how far along you are 
on the insulin resistance um, pathway. So if you're very insulin resistant, the doctor might recommend you cut out all root vegetables because they can be quite sugary. Um, or if not, you know, you might be able to get away with a few rooty type vegetables for helping you satiate a sweet tooth. So we need to address our sleep. You know, we need to be sleeping around seven to eight hours of undisturbed sleep a night. That's when our brain detoxifies. This is a huge subject because many women are woken up in the middle of the night by their hot flushes. So learning how to manage your hot flushes better, whether it be through HRT or whether it be through blood sugar management or stress reduction techniques. Creating a good bedtime ritual, going to bed at exactly the same time, well not exactly, but roughly the same time every night. So I go to bed around about half past nine, ten o'clock, and that enables me to get a good eight hours sleep because I always wake up early no matter what time I go to bed. And the quality of sleep that you get before midnight is supposed to be much better than the quality of sleep that you get after midnight. So it's worth checking in and noticing if you could perhaps go to bed a little bit earlier. Sometimes this can be difficult, especially if you've got kids and it cuts into your sort of adult time. But you have to ask yourself, what is more important? And I'm not saying that you can never have another late night ever again, but perhaps while you're going through a tricky perimenopausal phase, it might be worth putting some stronger boundaries in place. So movement is the other thing that we need to address. And often, I hate to say it, but just doing a little bit of yoga or a little bit of walking is not going to cut it. This was a big, huge wake up call for me. And if any of you follow me on Insta stories, you will know how much I bang on about exercise. So you'll know that I started with a personal trainer back in September last year, and it's absolutely been so life changing for me. I did not realize how much I needed strength training and the strength training that I've been doing has enabled me to do more cardio. So if I didn't work on my strength, there's no way I'd be able to do the cardio that I'm doing. I'm doing jogging at the moment. So strength training, I mean, having lean muscle, having lean tissue in the body is so important for your metabolism and for your hormone regulation. And I'm sure if we get a doctor on or a functional medicine practitioner, we can talk more about why that is. But know that you need to be doing something more than just walking and yoga. Unless you're doing some kind of Ashtanga type yoga, some weight bearing yoga, then that's potentially fine. But you need to be lifting weights. And the thing that has shocked me more than anything is how much easier my daily tasks are feeling now. Now that I'm stronger, now I've got a, a stronger derriere, <laughs> I've got a stronger back, I've got stronger legs, I've got stronger arms. Things like doing the laundry has become so much easier. Bending down, throwing the laundry in, getting the laundry out, sorting it out, loading and unloading the dishwasher. Oh my God, I used to be like an 80 year old doing that first thing in the morning. And I used to have to do it so slowly as well. Things like getting in and out of my car, lifting, shopping, going up and down the stairs, changing a light bulb, 
you know, everything just feels so much easier now that I've got stronger muscles. Now, I used to procrastinate on this whole exercise thing because I had a slip disc and I had surgery on my disc about 10 years ago in 2010. And after that, you know, I had a lot of pain and a lot of trauma, you could say, around that area. And I wouldn't bend it. I wouldn't want to put any weight on it. And it's only since I've been working with my trainer that I've realized how I do need to do those things. I do need to do the deadlifts. And even though it twinges every now and again, I still need to do it because once the nerves and the muscles have settled, they become stronger overall. Now, I'm not saying (laughs) if you've got bad knees or if you've got twinges or nerve pain or whatever that you should just go and lift heavy weights. I think it needs to be treated with caution and I definitely think it's best to do it under supervision, especially in the beginning. Then once you know what you're doing, of course, you can do it by yourself. But please don't let achy joints and bad backs and stiff necks stop you from exercising. It's because you have those things that you need to exercise. Movement is everything. The more you ache, the more you need to move. Trust me. Trust me on this. So that's my rant over. And the final one is stress reduction techniques. So just like we need to move the body, just like we need to excite the body, we need to de-excite the body as well. And I think it's important to understand that the two really need to work in tandem. So of course, if you're burnt out like I was, you will need to prioritize stress reduction techniques. But don't ignore exercise altogether. So this was me, and I think this is one of the reasons why I got got burnt out, because I had no physical resilience. Now, physical strength is a real representation of your mental adaptation energy. So even if you might be burnt out, you still need to do a little tiny bit of something. Laying on the sofa all day, it's not going to help you. I've been so burnt out in the past and I've spent the majority of the day sort of on the sofa, staring into thin air, listening to crystal singing bowls and just doing breathing exercises, really trying to get my parasympathetic nervous system working. But it's important to get up and do something. So interweaving, intertwining the rest and the movement is so important. And we are going to be talking so much on this podcast about stress reduction techniques because there are so many to choose. There are so many to try. And it's fascinating when you start looking into why meditation, mindfulness, breathing are so powerful. So those are the four main areas that we need to address at menopause if we don't want to come up against problems. And just a final point to note here that everybody is so different. Everybody's menopause is going to be so different. So what works for one person might not work for somebody else. However, we do need those four rules, if you like, in place. Nutrition, sleep, movement and stress reduction. We need those, but how you do those is really up to you. Everyone has their own unique bio-individual blueprint and you will have an area that needs more work than others. So for some people it's more about the nutrition, for me it was more about the movement 
and the stress reduction. For some people, it might be the sleep. Actually, it was the sleep for me as well. <laughs> In fact, who am I kidding? It was all four. <laughs> so here's my invitation to you. Have a little look in your life and see what area of your health and well-being you need to work on. Where are you coming up against those mindset blocks? What's stopping you from creating superior nutrition? What's stopping you from moving in a way that you really know you need to be doing? What's stopping you from sleeping? What's stopping you from doing those stress reduction techniques? Now, you might think to yourself, it's the kids, it's my work, it's something external. But I would ask you to really challenge that belief. I would ask you to say to yourself, okay, maybe it is, maybe I'm using those external things as a reason not to, but actually the reality is that I'm self-sabotaging because maybe I don't believe I deserve to feel better. Maybe feeling better is so unfamiliar to me, so that's why I'm not making any changes. Maybe I've got no boundaries. That's very, very common in midlife women. So ask yourself, what is it that you need to do? Take a good look inside. Ask yourself, what do I need to do? And what's really blocking me? Because the mind automatically rejects what is unfamiliar. So if these good habits are unfamiliar, then that will just perpetuate. And even things like sleep, you know, lack of sleep can become familiar. And so it's what the mind ends up expecting. And what we expect is often realized. So we need to get ourselves into good habits. We need to make good habits really, really familiar. So they just become automatic and all the decision making is taken out of them. But often we need a little help along the way. So I'd like to invite you to have a phone call with me Or learn more about RTT. Rapid Transformational Therapy is the thing that really changed my life. If you don't know about it, it was designed and developed by Marissa Peer. And it's a two-hour process that's done under hypnosis, designed to clear your childhood programming so that you can really grow up, so that you can mature into the person that you are meant to be with the habits and behaviours that are really going to sustain you for life. So what I'd like to invite you to do is go ahead and download my free mini course and free hypnosis called How to Create Phenomenal Self-Esteem. So this is going to help you if low self-esteem might be holding you back from the physical and mental well-being that you know you deserve, right? And it's also going to move into the other pillars of menopause as well to do with the relationships and your finances, So it's going to help with forming and maintaining happy and healthy relationships. And it's going to help with creating a career that is totally fulfilling as well. So it's going to help you find this inner peace and fulfillment. It's going to help you be able to move yourself forward in a way that you want. It's going to help you bust through these deep rooted blocks and feel braver and more confident and just like yourself a lot more. So the link to that is going to be in the show notes. But if you can't find them, just drop me an email info at sallygarozzo.com and I will let you have them. All right, guys, that's all for now. I will see you next week. Bye for now.